Welcome back into the Rounding Third Podcast. I'm Nick. We got Harrison and Sean again tonight. How are we doing, fellas? Good boys. Good boys. What's up? Not much. Not much. Another crazy week of baseball. We'll get right into it. Uh, but first, make sure you follow and like us on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Leading off, let's just start at the top. Well, can we can uh, we can I jump in real quick, Nick, and throw yeah, a, an extra headline in there? So I think we need to take a moment to recognize um, Skipper Sean Bogue on his first win tonight. Oh, yeah, That's dude, right. Holbrook JV, baby, first win of the year, man, fifteen to three. Thank you. It so. was uh, first win under the belt, one and one on the season, young season, two games in, one and one. So uh, we'll keep Back it rolling. Up and got out of there, ten run rule. Yeah, ten run rule. Yeah, fifteen three. So yeah. um, so we were up, we were up ten nothing. We were the road team. So we were up 10 nothing, um, and then we needed – like we needed to keep it with like 10. And then we were able to tack on like a couple of – we tacked on like three or four more in the fourth, in the top of the fourth. Then they ended up like scattering two across, but like we were still good. So it was uh, – awesome. those were big, big runs. Nice. Sick. Yeah, it's so much – Yeah, man, it was the- good. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. the shout-out. It's awesome. All right. So we'll start off at the top here with the streak that the Tampa Bays are on that hopefully the Red Sox will end tonight. But the Tampa Bay Rays are 9 and 0. They have outscored their opponents 75 to 18 in these 9 games and every single game they've won by 4 plus runs. Pretty good. It, it, it's really good. I mean, yeah, it, we kind of we kind of talked about it. They've played what? The Tigers, the A's and it was the third team. Washington. 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 Yep. So your bottom tier teams. However, there's still pro lineups and to beat them by four plus runs every game, I think is pretty damn impressive, but hopefully the pro ish lineups. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> listen, or a, they're four, a teams. Good, good teams lose to bad teams all the time. That's why it's games. It's why it's mm. series, not just individual games. Yep. So winning nine out of nine is impressive. It, it's, it's an impressive thing. The Rays are good, man. The pitching is really good. Um, you know, I've I've always said it about the Rays ever since Kevin Cash has been their manager. Like, they just – they roll out of bed and they win 90 games. They just – They do. They make you – every time you beat them, they make you earn it. They don't They don't make errors. They pitch very well. The bullpen's always really solid. You know, and they scrap together enough hitting. They got some star power now with – you know, I like Yandy Diaz. Obviously, Wander Franco is his own animal. Randy Arozarena. But they're, you know, it's all banging on all cylinders for them right now. Brandon Lau, I mean, this this dude is is one of the better hitters on the planet right now. Yeah. Like with the way he's they did the way he's touching the ball, so <clears throat> they're good. I mean, I, I, I Sox have to go down there for four. I think it'll be competitive. I could definitely see the series ending like the Rays winning three out of four, but I think the games will be good. I I, yeah. I, I just think this Red Sox lineup, the way that they put the ball in play, they don't strike out a ton. They they're a similar way where they kind of make you earn it. Like the Red Sox are a little bit sloppier defensively, especially now with Kike at short, but like they're kind of going to make you earn it too. Um, you know, I could just see them being good games. The problem with the Red Sox have had, and I'm going on my Red Sox engine here. The problem with the Red Sox have had this year early on is the starting pitching has been just giving up way too many home runs. Our starters are obsessed with giving up home runs. <laughs> they are just, they, they roll out of bed and they're like, I'm going to give up five home runs today. It's it's infuriating. Pavetta's been awesome tonight so far. Yep. 
If the Red Sox stars can keep the ball in the park, the bullpen's been good. The bullpen's been really good. So <clears throat> I guess that's my long way of saying I think this is going to be a good series. Yeah, I mean, the balls flying out of Fenway during that Pirate series was yeah. just, like, insane to watch, first of all. Because, I mean, both teams were hitting them there for a while. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, our pitchers were just middle-middle all series right, long. Right. I mean, and Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, RIP in peace. Um, oh. Like, we'll get to him, but. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Don't be afraid. I was saying that to a season pretty much, but sorry. Right. He's alive. Yeah. I mean, everything was middle, middle, cock shot down the middle. Like, it was just, it was bad. It was definitely bad. But, I mean, we'll see. I'll see what this, this series is definitely going to be a good benchmark for the Red Sox to see where we are, see how we play without Duvall. And, and see if we can score without him. Sure. I think, you know, as Sean said, we knew the Rays were going to be good. I don't think we realized they would they're, that they're as, they were quite as deep as they are because they're getting contributions right. up on that lineup. Yeah. The bullpen's been lights out. The starting pitching has been good. Um, but, I, you know, I you know, I certainly picked them to make the playoffs because I, I thought they would be able to hang in there long enough because of the talent they do have. But, um, it, you know, every, everything's working. And I've got a I've got a newfound respect for Randy Arozarena after watching him in the World Baseball Classic. He is electric. He's exciting. Um, having Wander Franco in there with him, it's like Batman and Robin. I'm not sure who's Batman, who's Robin. Doesn't matter. The way they play off each other is it, it's a lot of fun to watch. And yeah. that team is uh, it's a shame nobody in Tampa cares because they're uh, that's that's a really solid ball club. Yeah, yeah they are. And, and like Sean said too, like their pitching is just absolutely insane too i mean mcclanahan at the top and they don't even have tyler glass now back yet i know right. yeah. I, I mean come on We're only gonna get better yeah crazy um next thing i have sandy alcantara picks up where he left off he throws a complete game shutout against the twins uh he goes nine dominates that no game lasted under two hours that yeah, game was hour, an hour and, 50 hour and 57 minutes. yep or 57 yeah it was incredible yeah. insane Silly. Dude, there was one point I was up, I was doing homework, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to check in on the game. And I checked in on the game. I was like, oh, the game started like 45 minutes ago. It was like the sixth inning. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, this game just started like 40 minutes ago. I literally, I, I was in the same boat. I watched like the first and second inning. I, yeah. I got up and I, you know, took care of the dishes and cleaned stuff up, came back. It was like in the fifth or sixth inning. I'm like, what the hell, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, it was I incredible. Mean, even this Red Sox Tampa game tonight, it started at 645. 645. It's, it's in the middle of the yeah. seventh. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's mind blowing. It's awesome. I I will say, and I don't, I'm not sure if we're gonna get into this later or not, but I will say the one thing, the one thing I've heard about the clock is that uh, MLB is very worried about the fan experience because the pace of play has changed what it's like to physically be there, and sure. that's the one piece of feedback MLB is getting is that the fan experience in the ballpark is changed, um, and because of concession lines and all that other stuff, people feel like they're missing more of the game. Yeah, I mean, I kind of joked about it a little bit last week about getting beers and hot dogs before we sit down in Baltimore together. Because like, if I'm standing in line, I'm going to miss the first three innings, you know, like I go in the middle of the third and I come back in the seventh. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) But I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's something that they'll have to, you know, maybe make adjustments to, but I'll tell you this. I, I, for somebody that goes to like a small handful of baseball games a year, I hope they don't 
change the way that the game is flowing because like Greg and Jeff are not happy because they missed a whole inning waiting for beers. Like that's crazy to me. Like I, I agree. I get it. Like I get it. Yeah. Like, but the product that you have on the field right now with everyone, well, I shouldn't speak for everybody. I know we were skeptical about how this pitch clock was going to be implemented within the game and how much it was going to impact the game. And it really hasn't, it really hasn't been much of an impact on the negative side. We've seen the pay, obviously the pace play has been much better. We've seen offense has been exploded. We've seen some good pitching performances, but really offense has carried the day for the first two weeks of the season. And it's been a largely good experience of good baseball games. Don't ruin it because people are upset about long concession lines. Like that's that's just something you as a fan are going to, you're just going to have to, get used to that you're you as a fan are going to have to make an adjustment well and like you they, yell at those players to make an adjustment you now have to just make an adjustment that's well, how they that can works make an, they can make an adjustment too and just maybe double the vendors and oh have yeah, them yeah go, sure you know and just buy beer sure. from your seat or just put a tap at the back of each seat and call it get call it a day. Would, those are the premium seats yep they're uh, and they and they they will do things like that i mean they're they're if they're smart and they are smart these people are these are yep. business people yep. they're not dumb they don't they don't get to these positions by being stupid, but they're going to take their time. Well, they're going to sure let the data. Com- they're going to yeah, they're going to let the data come in. They're going to understand that they know what they're looking at, and you know it's going to take a while. It's probably going to be until next season. Like they're not yeah. going to be doing yeah. stuff too soon. But right. that that listen, I, I'll tell you this: that might be the first I'll time, you- Sean. You said the front office of baseball wasn't stupid. No, man, I. Yeah, you're probably right. But I, I don't I just I think it depends on what we're talking about. I, I all right, we're gonna move on. Anyways, we're gonna keep on. going. So it's Sandy Alcantara, I said throws a complete game shutout. Ken throws this in the chat and he gave up nine iron runs tonight. Oh so, geez. I didn't even see yeah. that yet. Yikes. Yeah. So yeah, they played I, I Philly. Knew he'd given up a couple, but yeah. Well, and the so, funny thing with that yeah, complete those... game, I'm not even sure Alcantara broke a sweat. Like he was, he was just rolling through that game the whole time. Yeah, crazy. Uh, and then speaking of giving up long balls, the Mets went into Milwaukee. And Scherzer gives up three straight homers to the Brewers yeah. in that outing. That's just something that you don't see Max Scherzer do. No. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was absolutely. I think the pitch clock worked against him in that sense. I think he was gassed. Yeah. I think he was absolutely gassed. Um, and you know, just the Brewers real quick, if it's not for the nine and zero start for Tampa, the Brewers are getting quietly not talked about at all. They're seven and two. I mean, that is, they jumped out. I had the Cardinals winning the division. I have Milwaukee in the wild card spot. Um, I look like an idiot now. I mean, it's early on, but nine games in seven and two, and they look really good. They look healthy. They look like they did. Not a boy, Kike. They look like they did. Two was it two or three years ago when they had that one-two punch of Burns and Woodruff? Like yeah. Woodruff is back. Woodruff yep. looks awesome. He yep. looks awesome. Um, that's a team that like I I can see quietly kind of just keep plugging away, and then like all of a sudden you look up in like middle of May and you're like, they've won thirty games. Like wh- what? Yeah. You yeah. know, like they're just really really solid, really solid. Well, and every yeah. I couldn't I couldn't understand everywhere I read. You know, everybody everybody so high on the Brewers, and I looked at that roster, and I kind of went, really like. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a decent. I think they're gonna have good pitching. They've got maybe enough offense, but I did not see them being you know, as complete as they have been. But but boy, they I didn't good. either. Mm-hmm. They sure do. I think their big question mark is their pitching. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. doubt that these guys are talented, 
Yeah. And when they're on, they are close to unhittable. Corbin Burns is filthy. Brandon Woodruff is filthy. But you look at last year's track record, they were, were not very good. They were not consistent. The year before, Burns wins the Cy Young. You know, like, so yeah. I just, I think it's a consistency piece for the Brewers. We will see, you know, how much stamina they have, you know, as the season gets cranking. Um, but, I mean, again, the NL Central is kind of up in the air, right? I mean, it's a three-team re- race, really. Yeah. And, and it's, who it's knows a, what the Pirates are doing? The Pirates are off to a good start. They're in second place right now. So Pirates are I mean, off to a real good start. Yeah. yeah Losing O'Neill Cruz, obviously, is going to be tough. I, yeah. I, it's it's tough from a perspective of O'Neill Cruz being kind of a centerpiece spark plug kind of well just because he's just such a he can do like anything like the game could turn on its head when O'Neill Cruz is at the plate. Right. He's not a three hundred hitter. He, he's no. not. He's not a Gold Glove. I mean, he's fine defensively. He's good, but he's he's not. It's just there's just something about like he. Something about an exit velocity of like one twelve that just like gets the voice going, even if it's an out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I like, mean... and it's like you're missing that. Like that's a that's a big piece to miss for a while. So I, I yeah. still think the Pirates they're surprising in that sense. I think the pitching's been good. It's not been great. You know mm-hmm. they they mentioned it quickly in the Red Sox series, and it's crazy they end up sweeping the Sox, but that the Red Sox up until that. It was like maybe the second or the third game in the series. They said the Red Sox lead baseball in pitches middle-middle, which you're thinking, no shit, we've given up a 1,000 home runs. Right. The Pirates were like just like right behind them. The Red Sox were dead last. The Pirates were like third to last. So it's like the pitching's been good, but they've been getting away with some stuff. Right. Instead of those balls getting squared up and hit over the fence, they're maybe – it's maybe a two-out double instead of a home run or something like that. Like, you know, it's just they've been getting away with a little – so. I don't know, maybe keep an eye on that. Maybe you expect, you know, the water's going to find its level. Maybe the Pirates start losing some of those games instead of winning. But, you know, they've been a pesky team. They've been fun to watch. They're in games. Even the games they've lost, they're kind of in them. And their bullpen's pretty good. Their yeah, bullpen's I, there. I, they have a good bullpen. I love their closure. We talk about Vogelback. I mean, David Bednar yeah. is <laughs> he, – he looks like a bulldog. He, he looks does. his He looks like the face and the neck. He looks like a bulldog. And then secondly, tell me you don't want to go have – 13 beers with this guy after the game. He looks like a blast. He looks like a blast. I love him. I absolutely love him. Yeah. He's the guy that looks like he should throw hard, and he does. does. You know, like, he's just a big son of a gun, and he just throws gas. But he's got good stuff. Um, All right, and then – And he looks like – I'll tell you, he looks like he could take on a double-team block, too. Like, he looks like he could be a defensive tackle. He's huge. Easily huge. Yeah, who is the uh, who's the closer for the Padres for a little while there? Heath Heath Bell. Yeah, also a, a linebacker. A, exactly. Another guy looked like he could have jumped out and played football. This guy would feed Heath Bell his lunch. David <laughs> Bednar would feed him his lunch. <laughs> oh, Easy. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have for leading off was Carlos Marmol uh, benches Tyler O'Neill for dogging it around third. Um, on an absolute seed from Ronald Acuna from the outfield to hose him out at home. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of like mixed feelings about it. O'Neal felt like he wasn't really dogging it. The clip shows him kind of hesitate and pull up a little bit. I mean, he's out by six steps. I, I yeah. honestly, I think if he's going full speed, he still gets hosed. Probably still by three yeah. steps. It, it, right. 
Um, but it was just Marmol being um, the manager and being like, hey, dude, we're not going to tolerate that. Um, we go balls to the walls here. Like, what What? What was your feeling on, on it? What was your takes on that? I, I like it, and I'll, I'll explain why. That that team lost massive veteran leadership in the offseason and Yadi Molina and Albert Pujols, who absolutely would have pulled that kid aside and said, hey, we don't do it that way here. Those guys are gone, so Marmol's got to kind of reset the table. And then the flip side of that, too, is that you've got a lot of young players that have come up. You've got you've got a, a, an outfield with like two years of total MLB experience. Yep. Got a, a lot Great of point. young guys. You've lost your big veteran presence. And I think Marmol's trying to make a statement. We're going to play Cardinals baseball. This is how it's done. We don't do it like this, kid. Everybody take note. I I don't disagree. I, I just I don't love the way he went about doing it. Like, I, I like the message. I agree with the message because yep. I, I – probably would have too but i think you said it well at the beginning and you said that guys like yachty and pools would have pulled him aside and said we don't do it that way i think it's the way marmo should have done it pull him aside yeah. tell him in his office in the coach's room hey that's not the way we do it you're gonna sit for a couple sure. games we'll we'll tell the media it's for whatever reason yeah you day pick off. The reason. rest day we'll tell the media right. maintenance we'll tell the media I don't know what, like, yeah, what seventh but, kid paternity leave. Well, yeah, but, but <laughs> you're sitting and Antonio you know Cromartie? why you're sitting. Yeah. You know why you're sitting. Mm-hmm. The clubhouse knows why you're sitting and yeah. we're going to leave it at that. Uh, I think that probably would have gone over a little bit better. I think this, the problem that he has now is Marmol now kind of, that's a big card to play, right? Like yeah. if, if the team yeah. doesn't respond. Like if the team doesn't respond to that, and let's say Tyler O'Neill specifically doesn't respond to that, like what's your next step? Right, like, it's kind of the last you, what, resort. That's usually where the last do you go? Like, move. what's your move now? Yeah, like it's I almost mean, like he was in such a he was in such a rush to like show that he was the boss, which I'm totally fine with because you are the boss. It's your club, but like maybe you know maybe crawl before you walk in that sense. I don't know. I yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I just I didn't love the way that it that it went down. That's all. I'm kind of with you. Marmol did yeah. come out and say he's like I, I don't think Tyler O'Neill kind of really understands what kind of player Tyler O'Neill can be, and that was my way of of showing him that hey, like I expect you to be the top notch player that you are, and yeah. I, he doesn't think that Tyler O'Neill upstairs really realizes that this guy could be a superstar in this league this guy hits the ball hard he has oh, got sh- wheels for days i mean the, the he's a great great player and i think kind of like what both of you said i think it was just the wrong way to do it at this point listen if if he's pulled <clears> him aside five or six other times and it hasn't worked okay now it's time to call him out in front of the media you know like as a last resort type of thing but this was, as we know, his first incident of, of dogging it. I mean, he could have as had. As we know, exactly. Right. Yeah. So he yeah. could have had spots before. Um, and Marmoron was like, listen, dude, um, this isn't how we do it. But I, I think your point, Harrison, of, of the veteran leadership kind of going away. I mean, I think it's time for Goldschmidt and Arenado to kind of take the torches. Um, Wainwright, when he comes Atta back boy, from, from his uh, pulling groin, um, his pulled groin. So you know, did you say he was pulling his groin? Pulling his groin, yeah. Um, Easy. I, that was not on purpose. Um, but I mean, Wainwright's present in that in that dugout. I mean, he yeah. should be in there anyways, even though he's on the shelf. 
but I, I think I think you're right overall. But yeah, and I, I think that I think I think the message more I think the I like the message he sent. I like the fact that he dealt with the issue. But yeah, what yeah. I didn't the one thing that caught me off guard is when he told the media we have a standard here and you've got to play to that. When he specifically called him out after the game, I thought that was a right. bit of a bold move unless you've had problems with him in the past, which we don't know about. Um, so I like the message he sent, but I, I agree. I think the way he sent it was a, it was a bit aggressive. Yeah. It could have been handled internally. It could have been handled quietly. Um, and I agree with you, Sean. I think that if this team sees that as a power move and they don't respond to it, then yeah, he may have just stepped in it and made himself a hell of a path forward here. If, if everybody's cool with it and moves on and they play baseball and everything's good, you know, nobody will talk about it again after a few more days, but um, message sent, message received, Probably could have done in a slightly better way, more private way, but I guess we'll see how they respond. And he's I young mean, too, right? He's like thirty something, right? Who are we talking about? Marmol. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's younger younger guy. I mean, he's he's got players in the in the dugout that are older than him. So I'm not. Like, I think ultimately it's going to come down to this is a team that was expecting to be better. It's a team that's gotten off to a eh, kind of start. Not bad. I, I wouldn't call it. I haven't watched a ton of Cardinal games, but I wouldn't say it's been a bad start. Just an eh start. Yeah. I think they're all, Carlos Malmol included, I think they're all just kind of frustrated that they're not <clears throat> really winning the way they want to win. Yeah. And yeah. if something like this hits, hits the reset button and O'Neill takes his medicine and he's out for however many games, one game, two games, whatever, and they start winning ball games no harm, no foul. Yeah. But it, right. you know, it's just one of those things. You, you keep losing ball games. You keep losing series. You keep falling further and further behind Milwaukee. Now, what do you do? Right. Like now, if you start calling every player out in the media, now you're just that manager that no one wants to play for Cause you're just going to get called out in the media. So right. it's like, you know, you just, you hope it just hits a reset for them and say what it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and their, their offense has been relatively putrid minus a yeah, game or two here. It's not there, been so. great. No, so you know, if, if there's a thought that he might have been safe and that changes the game, I can understand Marmol's frustration. But and I think I think a, a more experienced manager would handle that differently. Like I think of I think of Alex Cora in uh, was it the ALCS when he pulled Eduardo Rodriguez aside yeah. when he was doing the watch thing back to Korea yeah, and he grabs yeah, him by yeah, the yeah, back yeah. of the head and pulls him in close and whispers in his ear, basically we don't do that stuff here, kid. And Erod was totally calm after that. Like there's a way to handle that where you can get the message across without making him look like a schmuck. And it, you you are walking a fine line there. Yeah, absolutely. Ra- Raffy's got the bases loaded in the top of the eighth. He just took a ninety-two mile-hour fastball down the middle at the knees and fouled it back. Oh, ninety-seven out of a hundred times that's coming through my window. <laughs> Come on, Raff. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't start pressing with the Duval injury here, feeling like he doesn't have somebody behind him to to protect yeah, him. I mean, we'll bit, see. But... I don't. I don't. I don't, and I don't mean this at all in a bad way, but Rafi just doesn't seem that kind of player. Like he doesn't, no, he doesn't seem like he worries about, he, yeah, he doesn't seem like he worries about that kind of stuff. And I don't yeah. mean that he's simple minded. Yeah. I just mean like, Jesus, Rafi, how many? Anyways, we're going to, at least that one was a strike, but I mean, a yeah. backwards K with the bases loaded. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the fifth inning here where we are going to, um talk about our favorite matchups of the past week um who would like to go first on their matchups of last week there was a there's a few that i was very intrigued in yeah i mean I watched, but. I'll, I'll go first i uh 
I, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'll say it again. My, my favorite matchup was the uh, Guardians and the Mariners. Those are two young teams, super balanced, very deep. They play a very fun brand of baseball. They, you know, they move around the bases well. They pitch well. They play defense. They hit. They situationally hit like they do it all. And watching those teams is like watching a, a you know, a big, fast-paced chess match. And um, quality of the games were great. The series was great. A lot of young players on display. I had a lot of fun watching that one. I, I hate that they probably pretty much got that series done and out of the way. Like we're not going to see that matchup later on in the season. Yeah, I mean right? they've played twice already in the first right. three. Of this it's yeah. it's like wow, loaded yeah. up. Played in Seattle, then in Cleveland, like yeah. next series later. So it's like I think that matchup's done. I would have liked to have seen them, you know, early August, mid August oh, yeah, for sure. Those teams let's clicking. Just, let's just see them in October then. Yeah, maybe that could that could let's be a first see. round matchup. Let's make that a, a ALDS. Yep, could be. Uh, how about you, that. Sean? What was uh? Um, I I thought this past week I, I thought there were a lot of really good series, um, but I'll tell you one I watched a decent amount of, which I was entertained by: Baltimore, New York Yankees. In Baltimore, um, the Yankees are good. We know the Yankees are good. We know they're going to hit. We know they're going to hit home runs. We know they're going to score runs, and we know the pitching is good. Baltimore was in all those games, and and I'm I'm pretty sure Baltimore had a lead in every game too, even if it was early on, kind of one nothing in the first type of thing. Baltimore's not far off; they're not far off, and and this is going to be if the red like I could see a I could see the Red Sox kind of teetering around, hanging around, just kind of being in the mix around 500, and then Baltimore hits a stride and they play them in August, and Baltimore sweeps them and blows the doors off. Like Baltimore's good. They're close. Yep. They're good. Um, they're young. I really like the manager, Hyde. Um, and it was a fun series. I mean, it was a fun series to watch just because it was – there were some home runs for both sides. There were hits. There were runs on both sides, and they were aggressive on the base paths. And it was fun to watch the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees won. They're good. But it was fun to watch the Yankees in a series where it's just like they weren't sure. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I, I have a feeling that Baltimore is going to be a destination for some top free agents coming in at some point here you know like these young guys are getting better there's going to be some key pieces that baltimore needs to get them over that hump and if they can keep this this core of young players together i think it's going to be a destination for some free agent pitchers you know a couple you know key position players and i think baltimore will pay for them knowing the core that they have that's always been the question with baltimore is are they going to pay for the talent and there's, I mean, there's been a lot of players who probably would have gone there, but they weren't going to write the check. Yeah. I mean, if you're a pitcher, if you're a free agent pitcher, you're looking around the landscape. You know, I'm not saying you're Verlander on the sense like you got a couple years left, you want to go chase another ring, which I certainly have no problem with any veteran player doing. 100%. But let's say you're a, let's say you're a, you know, you're seeking your first big contract and Baltimore's on the table. Baltimore's offering you your first big contract. Wouldn't you want to go play with Adley Rushman, pitch to yes. him every five days, and get right? Like they got these, these get these young players coming up. Or you're, wouldn't you want to go pitch with? Um, why am I blanking on? I just talked. I just the young kid they just called up, Grayson Rodriguez. Grant Rodriguez. Grayson. Wouldn't you want to go pitch with him? One two punch with him. Yup. Like yep. it's gonna be, it's gonna be an attractive team and an attractive place. I, I agree, Nick. I, I fully agree. I, I want. The... I I would want to pitch to Adley Rushman. I'd want to hang with him. I'd want to live with him. I'd mm-hmm. want to like. Yep. I I, I would I would literally be attached to that that guy. Yep. I agree. 
He's a freak. When is John Means expected to be back? June. He, so he is coming back. I haven't heard much June, about him. June, tomorrow. July, right? Well, didn't oh, yeah, he have Tommy John in July? Him. Yeah, he had Tommy John. But Wasn't it's, it in July? Isn't that usually about a year? I thought he went down, honestly, in 21. I, I think I don't think he pitched at all last year. I could be wrong, but I, I don't. Yeah, I so John Means. So I saw a thing that says July is the earliest that the Orioles expect John Means. 2022, yeah, that... he was 0-0. He was 0-0 with a 3.38 ERA. He only started two games, and he was yeah. done. Yeah, so he had Tommy. He had Tommy John surgery. He is pitching bullpens right now, and they think the earliest you'll see him is after the All Star break. Um, but he's 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 what up a, to up to thirty pitch bullpen sessions, and he's just been cleared to th- start throwing breaking balls. What a boost that would be! That'd yeah. be huge. That's a name I, I've almost I, I kind of forgotten him. about. I yep. love him. I I love him. I think he's, he's so good. Pitcher. I think his power pitching, but his secondary stuff, and talk about it. Talk about pitchers with bulldog mentalities. John oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love him. Yeah. And that's going to be great. I mean, to see him back for sure. Um, yeah. Um, my, my series, it wasn't necessarily, um, a close series, but the giants going into the South side of Chicago and then hitting 13 <laughs> home runs off them. I yeah. mean, it was just an absolute, Fireworks show for San Francisco. Sure was. It, oh my God, sure was. It was a However, home run derby without Chris Berman. Well, it was the Giants against Luis Robert because Luis Robert <laughs> had like four home runs that yeah. series. He yeah. was a beast. And that's a kid that we've talked about. You know, when he was when he came up when we first started the podcast, like he was starting to come up, and we're like, this kid has the potential to be Mike Trout esque. Maybe yeah. not quite. If he Mike can put Trout, the bat on the ball. If he can put the bat right. on the ball, and if he can yeah. stay on the field. He's he's hurt all the time, but yes. I mean he's off to he's off to a great start. He's got four home runs, I think. Um, so he's up at the top too. But yeah, the Giants, the Giants hitting oh, thirteen Nick, home look, runs in the Nick, one look three. at this play by the ball boy. Look at this play by the Tampa ball boy. All right, hold on. I'm a little bit behind you, so it's coming right now. It must be a good one, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, that ball was torched, and he just picked it to protect the catcher in the bullpen. Dude, talk about David Bednar. Also, firstly, <laughs> oh no, dude! Oh, what a pick! No. Oh, well, don't watch the next. Don't watch the next pitch. Yeah, one nothing Tampa. All right, so here we go. Yeah, can we talk about the fact there's only been seven oh. hits in that game until just now? Brandon Lyle. Yep, told you, man. This this dude's legit. Dude, dude's got a nine seventy four OPS right now. <laughs> the dude hit. The dude hit forty home runs, not last year, the year before. Hit yeah, year before. Home runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the good. other series, the other series that um, that I watched, I didn't watch a lot of it, but was interesting was the Padres taking three out of four against the Braves. Yep, um, pretty handily too. Yeah, they uh, gave it. They took it to them. Yeah. 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 Well, and and the uh, I watched I watched quite a bit of the uh, Angels and Blue Jays, which is just a lot of high scoring yeah. games, a lot of just a lot of slugfest. And again, you know, the Angels are the great tragedy of baseball with with all the talent they've got, but. I mean, you, you can't consistently give up that many runs and expect to win a lot of games. I mean, Trout and Shohei had a huge game yesterday. They still lost 12-11. I... Gravitating towards the Angels, like a lot more than I have in the past. 
like because I'm able to watch a big chunk of the game now yep. that you know I can get three quarters of the game over by eleven o'clock. Right. You yeah. know, like, right? Like, like seriously, and it's it's been cool to kind of watch them. Um, you know what contract I think the Angels are kind of wishing they didn't sign is that Rendon contract. Rendon's that contract's terrible. He I saw I saw a graphic. I saw a graphic, and the time he's been there, he's got like 144 hits and 228 missed games. Oh, like God. it's horrendous. They've got nothing from that guy, nothing. And now he's suspended for trying to you know fight a fan. It's like that was that's been a, you know he had such a great run in Washington, and then he took the, he took the payday, and he's been awful since. Well, and I mean he wasn't even like he, he was good in Washington. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't that contract good. No, but it just shows when you're hot in the playoffs during your contract year, you're gonna get a big payday. And keep in mind too, when he signed that contract, there were like no other good third baseman free agents. Right. And at the time, he was one of probably the top five guys because guys like Matt Chapman were like brand brand new. Yep. Um, you had a lot of young guys that were just breaking in that are now you know better than him. But he was the uh, best of a pretty thin bunch a few years ago. Guardians just beat the Yankees. Emmanuel nice. Class A. He's nasty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, you're the, you're the Sox. You look at a situation, a game like this, you're probably going to lose this game one, nothing. You can't say you didn't have chances. You know, Pavetta, Pavetta pitched his balls off. The base is loaded in the top of the eighth with your best hitter up. And he takes a backwards K for a ball dump. Like, yeah, can't, can't happen. Can't happen. I mean, it's, yeah. or you can't, it, that you can't expect to win. Right. Yeah, like you, 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 yeah. If you watch this, like I've watched every pitch this game, you had you like you could feel that something was coming in the bottom of the eight. You can't let an opportunity like that slide by. Like you knew no. something was coming. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You just gotta right. learn yeah. from it. You gotta be better. You, you leave the bases loaded. You fully expect to give up some runs the next inning and make it hurt. That's yeah. how it works. Yep. All right, let's move on to series in the next week, um, and and see what you guys got for next week. What are the what's like the series? upcoming? Yep, upcoming week. Yeah, What's got, your matchups? I got two. So I'm, nope. I'm yep, going. Nope. I got my, the two I got. I got Rays and Jays. I think that'll be a lot of fun. A nice AL East battle. Um, you know, see where the Rays are coming out of this Red Sox series. But the Jays, the Jays are a team that we've talked about. Super talented. They could win the AL East. They seem a little. They're scuffling a little bit right now, trying to figure out who they are and and trying to put it all together. Um. Other series for me is the Rangers and Astros. I think it's going to be a good chance for the Rangers to, you know, measure up here early in the season to see if you know how how big that gap is to the Astros. Agree. And, and the Astros have proven it in the you know early part of the season. They're not you know they're that's still a rock solid roster and they'll be there in the end. But you know they're getting off to a little bit of a bumpy start as they integrate new guys and they miss Altuve and I think they're missing Verlander right now as that rotation kind of settles in. But they're human. Uh, and it's a good chance the Rangers see where they stand up against a uh, against the perennial contender. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll take uh, first Giants Dodgers of the year. Oh yeah, those. I mean, that's those are always good. I mean, it's always. it's 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 tonight nine thirty, tomorrow nine thirty, Wednesday nine thirty. Yep. Sign me up for all three of those. So yeah. uh, you know, first Dodgers Giants of the year. I, I, I think you know the Giants have have they can hit. And they've hit the, you know, Nick talked about the home runs they hit in Chicago. You know, I, I don't, I still think the team is fine. The San Francisco Giants team. Um, that ball that but, Conforto hit last night, my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was, that was what, 20, 
whatever year, 18, New York Mets can like that was playoff performance, just just stinging the ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me Dodgers Giants. I mean, it's throw right. records when those two teams play. Throw records out. It's just it's a bloodbath. How yeah. are we taking fat? Like, do we not know that you can swing at fastballs with two strikes? Like, what? Why are we taking these fastballs down the middle with two strikes? Yeah. Yep. I I have a feeling this game is just a microcosm of what we're gonna see from the Red Sox this year. But have we not? Like, is it, I, I I recognize that I'm oversimplifying this, right? But <laughs> it was right down the middle. On a tee. It was, it was, that was not hyperbole. That was right down the middle. I mean, growing up, right, through high school, even through college, I mean, it's with two strikes, prepare for the fastball, follow everything else off. Right? I yep. mean, that that's what you do. Like, don't get beat looking with a fastball. Yep. And it's Rafi to end the eighth and Turner to start the ninth. Like, you, just, you can swing at those, you know. Like, those are actually pretty good pitches to hit. Yoshida's yeah. going yard right now. Anyways. Two two strikes simplified. You're looking you're looking to go opposite field. Let the ball get a little bit deeper. Just don't get beat on it. Yep. Um, the series that I mean, a couple for me, Brewers Padres. I think is going to be a good one. Um, just to see if the Brewers, you know, keep this roll going, the seven and two pace. Um, Padres are so deep. They're such a good team. Like, I, I like that matchup. Um, and then I think I'm with Harrison Rangers Astros is definitely going to be mm-hmm. a tune in series for me for sure. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say I could tune into the to the Orioles Nationals or Braves, but well, but we all know that I can't. So that's great because you're blacked out of like nine markets. My God, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this week's matchups should be pretty good. So we'll talk about the results of those next week. Um, we do have AL and NL player of the weeks before we get on to our rounding third question. Um, for the AL, Matt Chapman had a ridiculous week. Seemed like every time that guy got up, he just laced a double into the gap. He hit 464, uh, 1.373 OPS, two home runs, 12 RBIs for the week. Um, and then the NL player of the week, I should just say the NL player against the Red Sox, Brian Reynolds. Uh, hit 480, a 1.584 OPS, ridiculous. Four yeah. home runs, 12 RBIs, all against the Red Sox. Uh, that he had, he had two multi home runs. He had all four against the Red Sox, didn't he? No, he had no. three out of the four. He, three, he yeah. had one oh, going into the series. My bad. No, I'm just saying, you you asked. <laughs> yeah, I know I did. I mean, geez, Nick, give it the program. But what what amazed me with Reynolds is that he's not a really intimidating looking guy. He's not a not a big dude. Not a really like. Largely built dude. He just makes really solid contact and he's got great hands. You can't make a mistake against him. No. He will lose it. But it's, I mean, I, I just think this is where I think the frustration comes. Like, I, I, Reynolds specifically, but the Pittsburgh Pirates overall, I love their approach at the plate. It's yes. an aggressive within the zone approach. It is, we're not going to expand the zone, but I don't care if it's a first pitch fastball. Like, you know, some teams, and I think the Red Sox are one of them, quite frankly, I don't think they are aggressive enough within the zone. And I, I, I don't, a lot of these, like, I don't like the Red Sox approach at the plate. And I know they just went into Detroit and scored 14 runs in one of the games. I mean, it is what it is, but the Pirates, I like, they will, strikeouts are going to happen. I mean, you're going to, but Reynolds is like, he is, 
Nick, you said you can't make a mistake to him, right? Even yeah. if you don't, even if you don't make a mistake, he's going to hit the ball hard. Right. Because you know that you have to throw a strike because you know, he's not going to swing at balls out of the zone. But if you put it in the zone, he's going to be aggressive and he's going to hit it hard. Yeah. Absolutely. He's just, it's never a comfortable at bat Reynolds. I don't care what the score is in the game. He's never a comfortable at bat because he is just such an aggressive hitter. Well, he makes you pitch to him. Like he doesn't beat himself up there. Like he makes you come to him. Yeah, absolutely. I wish more guys did that. And to your point, Sean, I I've, hated the, I've hated the Red Sox approach to the plate for the last few years because I feel like they take way too many middle, middle fastballs early in the count. You know, they're waiting to get deeper in the count. And I used to love the fact, like Manny Ramirez, you threw him an 0 one fastball in the middle. That thing was on the frigging street somewhere. It didn't matter the count. As it should be. He was hitting it. As it should be. You make a mistake like that in any count, it should get crushed. But I just think, like, it's it just goes overall. And I know I'm harping on tonight's game, right? But it goes overall. Like, if, you, if you're telling these guys, if you're approached to these guys early in the bat, hey, be passive. Let the pitches come to you. Be passive, be passive, be passive. And then you get to an at-bat in the eighth inning with the bases loaded, and he just challenges you with a fastball, and you're caught looking because you've been passive all game. Like, like, of, yeah. of course, you're like, that's in your brain. Like, it's in your head. It's in your, right. like, wouldn't you rather your guys be, and I'm not saying be aggressive swinging at everything he throws, but, like, aggressive within the zone. If, if you're going to throw me a fastball, I'm not going to let a fastball by. I don't care. It, it's not only that. I, it's, I, the I, ga- it's the game situation, right? You have, the closer is in the game with a lead. You know he's coming right at you with no runners on. You, you can't take that pitch down the middle, Justin Turner. You, you, yeah, no, you, you can't. You know and he's I, coming and at I also, you. And I also understand Justin Turner knows what a strike is, so he clearly means he was looking for something else. He was, right? guessing. He was looking right. for the – but you can't do that. Right. right. Right? Like you go up, you're ready for the fastball, and then you adjust and follow off everything else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to move on to our rounding third question of the week was, what is the best fantasy baseball name that you have heard? So we had a couple um, responses to this. Chris Buckner said, R to the Izzo, A to the Renato had been his for a while. Nice. Um, Like that one. Um, Vinny said, Mother Tucker was his (laughs) for a while. And then Feel the Burns was is this season. So (laughs) it's a pretty good one. Um, and then Nick Fanning's is ridiculous. I'm in bloom. Yeah, that's so bad. It's, it's so bad. But there's some pretty good ones in our fantasy league this year. Um, that we like. My my favorite of all time was uh Burns when I when I pee, and it was just the capital P like pitcher. Yep. <laughs> oh, I like uh, that. That's clever. <laughs> that's clever. Yep. I, I saw I saw a new one too. I I loved uh, Machine Gunner Henderson. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, CJ Omicron variant. That was pretty good too. <laughs> that's a great one. I found a I found a whole bunch of good ones. Um, I love I love Sean's this year. Wander Vision. That one is amazing. Um, Thank you. I I saw somebody with Waka Vision, which I thought was pretty interesting too. Waka Vision. Uh, and then also Chris Buckner has from Dusk Till Vaughn. That's a good one. That's a good Mi, one, yeah. Mikasas, Sukasas. Yeah, Angels in the one. Trout Field. Oh, I like that one. Or I, sure. I, one I saw too, I just put a link to a page. It's got a million of these things. One was uh, Men Behaving Adly. 
great one. That Men behaving badly. I actually like that one. <laughs> I did too. I liked that one. That's a great one. Um, or mine. Release Ryan Brazier. <laughs> so to the point, Nick. You, you don't. You don't beat you know, around the bush. No, absolutely not. All right, uh, we'll start heading home here. We have other news to wrap up. We have a little bit, so let's get to the sad news of Adam Duvall fracturing his wrist in Detroit. I would like to personally apologize to Red Sox Nation. Um, I did put out a post with Adam Duvall's stats, and I said it's going to be so nice to see this guy. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. And no joke, that afternoon, he lays out and fractures his wrist, and I was like, and literally, I think you, I think you yeah. sent Sean a text message of this guy is literally slugging a thousand right now, and like five minutes later, he's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was like great. I, like, Listen, I, I, legit I personally jinxed him, so my it, bad. Um, it sucks, man. It it's he got hurt. I wouldn't call it a freak play, but freak play. I mean, he's diving yeah. for a ball. His wrist gets caught. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't change anything about it in the sense that, like, obviously, I would change it. He doesn't get hurt, but. I mean, it's, it wasn't a reckless play. No. You know, it wasn't a play in a game that was out of, like, it was a close game. The play needed to happen. It was like, it was just one of those things. It's like, shit, it happens. It's too bad. Um, I don't, I just don't, I mean, what what do we, it's good. It's fractured wrist. They said, right. No timetable. No timetable for the last I saw. Yeah. That's, that's not good. Yeah. Typically that's a four to six week um injury Minimal. but with his but where that was just surgically repaired they're not sure how he's gonna how right. he's gonna heal or how he's gonna right. respond to treatment no yeah, point uh, and i mean let's call it out how it is is like he's had injury histories in the past too Big like time. when he's healthy the dude's a 25 to 30 home run so good hitter he's so good so good at the plate and you can see it you can see the discipline he has he doesn't take bad swings He's in the zone with his swings, and he hits it hard all the time. Uh, just a really tough break because he would have been a lot of fun to watch at Fenway this summer. Hopefully he gets back. We get to see him again. Um, and he's, you know, he can keep – wow, he can contribute and not be like a shell of himself. Because, I mean, wrist injuries are sometimes really yeah. tough for hitters to come back from. So sure. And, his, we'll see. and his, his swing was built for Fenway to just launch missiles against that monster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other injury, this one is this one hurts us personally oh, because we were, we were so excited to go see this guy. Um, O'Neill Cruz um, fractures his ankle, sliding in the home plate on honestly, probably one of the worst slides I've seen in my life. Oh, it was awful. Um, he's on third base. There's a chopper to the third baseman. There's a play at the plate. The catcher. Did everything perfect. He gave yep. him the plate. He gave him a place to slide. And O'Neill just like rolls his ankle somehow up underneath him off to the side. Like it was just a weird slide. And then the bench is cleared. I don't know exactly why the bench is cleared. But well, I think that I, I think when the when the whole thing played out like real speed, his leg was under him, and you could tell he was in pain immediately. And then the catcher the Chicago catcher comes and like tags him, but like the tag comes up high because he's like falling back falling from the back, slide. Yeah. And I think like maybe the Pittsburgh thought that he was hurt, not from the leg, but I think they, he was hurt from like the glove to the face. 
Gotcha. It was like this. It was maybe. So I mean, that's really the only thing I could think of because otherwise, like, it, there was nothing. It was not a dirty play. No. Except I mean, the first the, thing that came for the slide. The slide was the slide right. was terrible. Was so bad. The first thing that came to my head when I watched that was there is no better proof that they don't teach sliding anymore. Do you remember right. when we were when we were playing little league? Like I would even say, like up into high school, like it was part of like like our spring training. Like we would oh, go yeah. and there would be sliding drills. We yep. had a sliding like, mat. Like, we had a mat, and it had that like yeah. top, like sheet on the top yep. that would bunch up when you slid. Yes, and you were supposed and to bunch sliding it up in. Yeah, yeah. We we would practice. We would practice yeah. sliding in, then we would also practice diving back. Yeah. Let me ask you this: When do you think the last time O'Neill Cruz practiced a slide, other than a head first slide when he was stealing second base? Yeah, because I don't think he hasn't done in ten years. Based on that slide yesterday, not in a long time. It was he didn't know what to do. No, he was no, a lot. No, he no. like it was like he like fell with style. It was it was really ugly looking. It wasn't even with style, Harrison. <laughs> he, yeah, there, and, well, and granted, you know, he's the dude six foot seven, so like he's got arms and legs for days. But it's true. That, it was it was just the most awkward thing. It was like a it was like a brand new baby deer trying to find his legs. Like it was so it's ugly. Like that's a where great comparison for sure. So that's where like you know when I said Adam Duvall, like it's a tough break. Like what are you gonna do? If I was a Pirates fan. That I'd be pissed about, because like yeah. this is one of your better players. Like you take away Brian Reynolds, this is like yeah. your best player outside of Brian Reynolds is going to miss an extended period of time because of a completely avoidable play. And I'd I'd be equally pissed at him as I would about like the training and coaching staff. Like what are we doing over there? Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had the whole back like eight tenths of the plate to slide to. And he slides right into the catcher's ankle, and, and just rolls everything. It's like, it, it was just so bad. It actually looked to me like he wanted to dive head first and change his mind and tried to go in feet first and just got caught in between when he saw the catcher. But I agree. So I think he it was one of those. I think naturally you dive head first, but he didn't want to jam his hand and or arm into a catcher's pad, so he decides to go feet first. Gets caught in the middle, and it was ugly. Just ugly. Goodness. And it's it's a really disappointing loss because. That that team, you know, not that we expect them to keep winning like they were, but they're finally playing good baseball. They're finally worth watching. Yeah, uh, he's a big yeah. part of that. And then for us, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go see him in a month, and now he's not going to be there. You know, that sucks. <laughs> he was a pretty big draw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the minor leagues are kind of buzzing right now <laughs> because Fernando Tatis is rehabbing. In Triple um, A now, he hits an absolute Titanic blast off of uh, one of the pitchers. That was a bomb. And the and the pitcher just comes back and he goes, "It's like or it was asked like, how does it feel to give up a home run against Tatis?" And he goes, "That's fine. He's a cheater. Like it just flat out, you know, called him out." Now, listen, I don't disagree with that. I know some people are like, you know what? Drugs and baseball, steroids and baseball, whatever. Let it happen. I don't care either way. But if you're suspended for PEDs, you should not be allowed to ramp up in the minor leagues while still on suspension. Real quick. Sorry, 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 sorry. So one minute ago on Twitter, Adam Duvall does not need surgery. Oh, amen. So that's, that's good news. That's positive news. All right, continue. I like that. Um, so his suspension's not up until the end of the month, but he's ramping up in AAA, which 
personally, I don't think should be allowed. He should not be able to play affiliated professional baseball until his suspension is over. So that's what the minor league players are kind of complaining about right now. Um, You know, not the fact that he's playing or on a rehab assignment, but he's still under suspension. Yeah. And I think they've got a beef because if one of them was suspended, they wouldn't be playing right now. So it's, it's a little, it's funny that MLB lets him go on a rehab assignment like spring training, you know, while he's still suspended, you know, you want to go get ready for the season. He should be down in Florida, extended spring training with a coach hitting in a back and hit, not a backfield. And then when his suspension is over, he can go back and join a team. But I do think it's kind of a joke that he's playing on a minor league team well suspended um, because in theory, it's all professional baseball, all overseen by major league baseball. So why is it different? Well, I agree. And I, I, I think, you know, it's we call it a rehab assignment for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're hurt or you're whatever and you're coming back to rehab an injury, completely right. one thing to be, you know, to have a sussy that you have to, you know, your your suspension still active again to, to the point you just made. Right. Your suspension is still active. Why are you playing affiliated professional baseball? Like that's what you are suspended from playing. <laughs> right. Like that's crazy. Right. So, um, so yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with everything you guys said. Yeah. I mean, and I don't have a problem with him ramping up in triple a, like I really don't No, but just, his suspension has suspension's got to be over. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and, and I mean, and I'm sure that, after the after Tatis hit that ball nine thousand feet off that kid, he, he was he wasn't feeling great about giving it up. But yeah, right. You know, more power to him for saying what he feels. But you know, I hope that he doesn't come across. I hope he doesn't come up to the major leagues one day and he's on Tatis's team and he's got to make amends. Yeah, but, but well, I mean, whatever. Um, some couple a uh, couple cool things uh, before we end. Uh, Harrison brought this to my attention, and then it would blew up all over Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, but. A D2 kid, Brady Ware, for the Indianapolis Greyhounds, hit for the cycle and threw a no-hitter in the same game. Like, that's so ridiculous, dude. Like, we were talking about, like, all the rare things that happen in Major League Baseball. This one takes the cake, right? This is more rare than two grand slams in an inning. And and before anybody says, well, he's only a D2, I don't care if you're a Little League. I mean, that that is insane (laughs) to think you did both in in the same game. In the same game, I don't care if it's wiffle ball with your friends. That is outrageous. It is outrageous. All right, fair point. Well, the funny thing is, like, they're asking him, and and he literally, like, he showed up 15 minutes late to his typical warm up time, and like, he got off to a terrible start to his day, and then had the best day of his life. Okay, if if in and I'm I'm obviously you guys aren't, but anybody that goes to say, well, he's only Division Two, like, whatever. There are players that are Major League Baseball players that rehab at like single a first mm-hmm. they don't even hit for the cycle let alone hit for the cycle and throw a <laughs> yeah, no hitter very true like so get out of here with all this like oh, yeah. division two yeah. like that is outrageous that he did that outrageous and honestly there's not much different i mean yes there's a little bit difference between d1 and d3 baseball but you still come across got kids in d3 that can bring it yep. you still have guys that get drafted out of d3 baseball like oh, yeah all all the divisions are is how much money your yeah, school dude. has that's all it, that and you all know what it, man that all it breaks down to and all that is accurate and true and all this and it's it's the game of baseball which is the hardest game in the world oh totally yeah. it's the hardest game in the world it is if you get out seven out of ten times you're really really good you're really really good if you right. get out seven out of ten times, so 
miss me with all that bullshit. Like that's yeah. absolutely yeah. fantastic what this kid did. Yeah, fantastic. Exactly. Unreal. It's, it's such it's ugly. such an amazing thing. Dude, I won't even be greedy. Just give me one of those in my career, and I'd be happy. Career. He did it the same game. Same game. It's yeah. just mind blowing. Um, I hit for the cycle. I hit for the cycle one time when I was in high school. I was playing like this like town like fall ball league. I hit for the cycle. Oh man, dude, I peacocked around the house for like a week. It's like the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. Dude, yeah. no part of me has ever hit a triple in my life. No part of me. <laughs> I ver- my very first varsity hit was a triple. I think it was the only one I ever hit, but. Dude, um, I when I hit mine though, I so I broke my ankle on the first. I was let off. I was hitting lead off for the game, and I was the first batter of the game. And the field was like it's in terrible, terrible shape. Like these idiots that kept the field, where like the bases go instead of putting in like the base, like the plugs, they just like dug a hole, and then they uh-huh. just like put the base on top of the hole. It was like, oh well, this is where the base goes. So I was legging out an infield single, and I like stretched, and I my foot went in the hole. It just snapped. So like I I fractured like the outside bone on my ankle. But I played the rest of the game. Like I had the high top cleats and I like tied them real tight and it was like really bad. Um, but then my next my next at bat I hit the double and I'm like limping to second base. In the freaking coach we had this just clown of a coach. There was a there was a single to left the next batter. He tried to send me home. Like he tried to wave me around. So like I stopped at third and he's like in my face like when I send you you go. I was like, guy, I can barely stand right now. Like, I don't know, like, what you want out of me. Like, I'll do the best I can, man. But I'm not like, like, I'm not, I'm not legging out. You know. Anyways, um, but yeah, I didn't do, I didn't no hit, I didn't throw a no hitter that game. So, yeah, so I uh, <clears throat> opened the first game of my senior season. I hit, I threw a no hitter against uh, Dover High School, Dover, New Hampshire, and I had a single double and a, a single double grand slam and a three run home run. Best day of my entire life. Not a cycle. Oh. That's awesome. But I was That's four great. for five with like nine RBIs and we won the game like 15 to nothing. But That'll work. that was that was the best day of my life. No hitter, two bombs. Uh, and I did it in front of a bunch of scouts, which, which was even better. That's that sick. game will work. Yeah. All right. Since we're talking about career games, my my best one was <laughs> Bring it. Uh, my most memorable one was uh, I played Deering at Havelock Field where the Sea Dogs play. I looked foolish in my first two at bats, go down swinging. Next two, first one bomb dead center field, three run shot, and the second one was over the clock and left. So I had two bombs at oh, wow. bombs. field in the same game. That was that was ridiculous. That was that's been my career game, but nice. I never, I had a one hit shutout. I think that's the closest I ever got to a no hitter. But to yep. the fact that this dude did it in one game is mind blowing. It's phenomenal. So it's I, I don't know anybody that's done. I don't remember anybody that's done both of them separately. Forget about right <laughs> in the same yeah. game. Yeah. Dude, how about yeah. that chick from Oklahoma that hit the cycle in home runs? Did you see that last year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That like, was crazy. That's insane. The solo double two run three running yeah. crazy. Like what a home run cycle. All right. Well, since we're talking about weird, crazy baseball things, right? The Chattanooga Lookouts. This is a Triple uh, A team. And this is a real story too. Pay this attention. This is a real story. They get no hit and they won seven to five. <laughs> they won seven to five and didn't record a single hit. They now, had I no would... runs, no hits until the seventh inning. And the seventh inning proceeds as follows walk, walk, fly out to second, walk, strike out, 
walk, three base error, everyone scores. Hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, walk, hit by pitch, K. And the Chattanooga Lookouts win seven to five. I mean, if you told me a team got no hit in one, I'd say, oh, yeah, what, a one nothing game with like a bad error yeah. or something? But literally, like, like, oh, seven runs like, and no hits. You're like, yeah, it's like walk, stolen base, bunt to third, sack fly. Right. Great, great run. Like that. Exactly. Nope. Manufactured seven run. <laughs> seven runs and no oh hits, dude. Like, that's wild. It is just every week I see something different in baseball. And this one, like, blew my mind. I was like, seven okay. runs, no hits. Imagine, imagine if you're at that game, right? Like, you got to look around to, like, the person near you and be like, are we watching the same game? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> what universe like, what's going this? on? The pitcher thinks it's dodgeball or something. He's just, like, <laughs> just creaming all these no- batters. No lie, when you read it out in succession like that, it just goes hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, strikeout, hit by pitch. It's like, what, what is happening? Yeah. It's, it's, was this Brady Singer in the World Baseball Classic? Like, what happened? <laughs> My God. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they had two outs and the bases loaded with no runs, and then it just falls apart. Just completely. Yeah. No, sorry. That was Daniel Barr in the World Baseball Classic. I can't blame My Brady God. Singer for that. Yeah. But, but it makes you wonder, too, like, how many pitchers do they go through in that inning? Because there's no way that was one guy giving that was just walking and hitting everybody. Like there's, I mean, if it is, you're the worst manager of all time. Like, <laughs> fair it, it, fair like, point. It, fair point. My God, I just, even Boone wouldn't leave someone out like that. Wow. Even I mean, Boone. Hey, even look at that. Boone you got your, you got your Boone shot for the weekend. Even yeah. Boone would come get a guy. I mean, at, I mean, at a minimum, Dave Roberts would have been told to go get him, and he would have done it. <laughs> Yes, true. Magic Johnson calls down from the right. front office. Hey, right. dude, you awake yeah. down there? Yeah, Go dude, get take him. him out. Seriously. My God. Uh, yeah, I just saw that and I was That's like, wild. wait. I was like, how did this even unfold? Because like, I was just like completely yeah. like, his mind was blown at that point. It's like, yeah. how do you get seven runs across? Yeah, my, my head exploded looking at the box score, trying to figure out how that's possible. I still, even though think, I read it off, think, like I still want to see it played out. I'm sure there's got to be some video clip out there somewhere. But so, who did they? It was the Rocket City Trash Pandas they played against, right? <laughs> which is uh, a which is a great name because they are clearly Trash Pandas. I I, lo- I love the Trash Pandas. I just <laughs> I erased it. I can't remember who they played. Oh, but, okay. I think that's a, like if you're the Rocket City Trash Pandas, like do you even kind of celebrate the no-no? Like you still had a no-no. <laughs> That's a, that's a fair question. Like, like when the dust settles, like three days later, you can maybe be like, hey guys, we had a no hitter. Like, yeah. Dude, are you guys high five in the hit? dugout or in the clubhouse <laughs> after the game about that? It would even be better if it oh, was man. a single pitcher. Like, coach, don't take me out. I got a no no going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's dude, horrendous. I mean, I, my God. What's crazy. amazing though is you think about it and. You know, walks and HBPs, those are earned runs. So the so the guy's got a the – the guy gave up, you know, what – well, I guess three were unearned on the error. But you could say there's, what, probably four earned runs and a no-hitter. Four earned no-hitter. No hits. His hits per nine just plummeted, and his ERA went up. Yeah, his whip is zero, and his, and his ERA, yeah, his ERA was, well, no, is his, against the track. His paper. whip's not zero. Oh, it's right, you know, the walks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He walked a ton of guys. Yeah, But his, his, hits whip per, his really H high. per nine – his H per nine went down and his ERA went up. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Unless you're calling hitting batters part of your hits per nine. Cause <laughs> yeah, but my God. Yeah. It was the trash band as they played, but that's yeah, amazing. that's what I thought. Oh man. It's so great. You will All never right. see that again. 
I mean, it just absolutely nuts. Seven runs, no hits. This, my God. I might actually go try to find that video clip and, and see how it actually played out because yeah. it's going to be insane. If you oh, find yeah. it, you have to put it on the Facebook page so we can all see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, that's all I had for tonight. What do you guys got? You got anything else? Just, I'm just going to no, just going to add real quick that uh, uh, MLB just put out some information um, earlier, or I guess late this afternoon that the, uh, um, you know, obviously the rule changes have sped the game up great, but also that the batting average across the league at this point in the season is actually up 16 points from last year. Um, they're attributing that to the, to the shift working. I'm sure there's a lot of factors that play into that. I think it's more, you've got some pitchers that have been gassed and all that because of the clock, but they're looking at, you know, there's more, more hits, more offense, more activity. You know, they're, you're viewing that all these rule changes as a big win. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't disagree with it. Yeah. I don't disagree with I, it. I, I don't think it's necessarily the shift. I, I don't, I don't think the shift I do. really. I, I think, I think the shift has played a, a significant role in allowing more hits. You think so? I do. Dude, Joey Gallo right now is batting 278, just saying. Well, him alone, he's probably <laughs> got Listen, all joking aside, all joking aside, if he continues to hit like this with the home runs and the power and all oh, that, yeah. like, this is going to be a fun – he'll be a fun comeback player of the year candidate yep. story to talk about late in the season because he was a guy that we ta- – I mean, we – shit. I mean, we were saying – like that he wasn't even good enough to play in the bigs and now like here he is being a major contributor. Yeah, 278 with four bombs. This already. would be a fun one to talk to. That'll be a fun one to talk about. No, I think the shift is working in the sense of, and it's in maybe like if we're going to look and be literal and just say, well, how many balls are going through the hole that the guy would be at? Like maybe not that many, but it changes the way not allowing the shift changes the way you have to pitch to hitters. Yeah. Right. Because like, if you know that you have that extra fielder there, like you're just kind of pound everything inside because guys that pull anyways are going to pull that. Yeah, pitch. That's true. And so like, now you kind of have to pitch them a little bit, a little bit. Like you can't just rely on this guy to roll over to the extra player on the other side of the infield. Yeah. Like you have to approach him differently. You have to pitch him differently, which then, you know, forces him to hit differently. So I, I, I think in that sense, it's probably, it probably has worked. Um, it's a short sample, though. It is. I mean, we'll see how yeah. long it lasts. But it is, and, and I, I think mean, that I, I think the for the first what are we two weeks of the season? Yeah, it's been the the baseball's been really good. The, the, I think the I think this mm-hmm. is probably the better first couple weeks I, I can remember. The baseball's been good. It's been competitive. Agreed. There's been a lot of action, a lot of activity. The games are not dragging on. So I mean, I look at it as yeah, I think these. Although I still don't like the clock, I feel like it is actually serving a purpose, and it's helping keep things moving. And I, you know, as much as I hated it, I'm, I'm finding that the flow of the game and the action is actually probably better than it's been in a while. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I think the clock is just as big of a factor in the batting average being up as much as the Agreed. shift. Stolen um, bases, too, are way up. And I, well, no question. Um, you know, I, I just think we talk about, the hitters having to be ready at eight seconds in between every pitch, like the hitters are just ready to roll. Yeah. Like, like these hitters, they just, they see a pitch, whether it's a, it's a pitch, they take a pitch, they follow off, whatever they see a pitch, they're in a rhythm, they're back in, they're ready to roll. Like there's none of this, like pitcher takes a walk and all this nonsense. Like it's, 
So I think that helps the hitters as much as anything. Yep. I've also just staying kind of in that. I've rhythm. also noticed that they get 20 seconds when the runners are on base. And wow, what Correct. a bunt. That bunt is amazing. That's a fantastic wow. bunt. One of the best bunts I've seen in a long time. Um, was that Guillaume? Yeah. yeah wow, was. that was a good bunt. Well, but was the hot. pitchers aren't even the hot. pitchers aren't even using like half of the 20 seconds. Like I feel like they're almost taking less time with runners on base than they are when there's no runners on. You know, it almost feels like they. Well, it's fifteen. It's fifteen when there's no runners. Right. on. Right, but that's what I'm saying. And, and oh. twenty with runners on. But it seems like they're like almost yeah. releasing the ball before the 10 second mark when everyone's like ready. Oh yeah, like they're using less of the pitch. Clock I see what you're saying. With runners on than they are without yeah, runners they're, on. They're getting the ball. They're getting you know? back on the rubber and they're throwing. I think that yeah. you know they they, they kind of get in a rhythm where basically the the pace eliminates the pitch clock need. They're just they're yep. ready to go and they're going. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, three or four months into the season, where we're at, like. Yep. Are the pitchers going to build up the stamina? You know, are they going to be gassed? Are they going to be more gassed because we, you know, it's a longer strength of time and they're sprinting, you know, all the time, but I don't know. I I mean, it's been a good change. It's been an exciting change for sure. These first two weeks. So I think it's been a, to use a baseball term, I think it's been a home run so far. I'm going to keep watching them. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Anything else for tonight, fellas? No, that's it. All right. Good week of baseball. All good. Absolutely. We will uh, we'll throw out another question of the week next week, um, and you guys can chime in on that. You can join us next week for a discussion at you know 8 p.m. on Mondays. It's, we're always here. Um, so we will see you then. Just make sure you like, follow, subscribe, share, listen wherever you can and um you can check check for us on spotify and itunes when you're in the gym or in the car absolutely Mm -hmm. and you can always come in and chat and your your chats will come up on it during our show we'll we'll talk to you um while we're here live so uh, we'll see you next monday at 8 p.m see ya see you fellas